and uh, happy Easter. And uh, what an Easter it has uh, been, hasn't it? Like, it's even the space we're in right now is just uh, kind of reflective of all that we've been in. I think, Mac, just uh, not too long ago, and it hit me this morning that like March was like one of the longest years uh, I have been in in a long time. And all of a sudden, it's like we just got to April, and yet it's like we're halfway through April. And it's like we're in this blurry space that is so strange. And as I was thinking and processing about that uh, more this past week, I, and thinking about that space, um, I started thinking about just like putting myself in my, sh my own shoes like five weeks ago, like f just five weeks ago. What was I thinking about and what, what did I see coming forward into this spring? And as I processed that, it's amazing how much has changed. Like five weeks ago, one of the things that I know I was looking forward to and my family was looking forward to um, is uh, going to my son's graduation. He graduates from college this year and both of his grandfathers were gonna be there and family and we were gonna come together and just have this chance to celebrate his graduation. And of course, like that all changed in the blink of an eye, didn't it? And, and I mean, he's gonna graduate and I am so proud of him. Like he, he's gonna graduate with a 4.0, like did not get that from me. But it's like he's going to graduate, but he's not gonna have that graduation because all of this just changed. It's kind of like a storm that just rolls through and in a matter of, of minutes or moments, it just changes the whole entire landscape. And there's something that all of us have faced in this that has just, it's been like that storm front that has rolled through and it has just, it's changed the whole landscape that we're in. It's like we're in this space where it's blurry and, and a little scary and we're not sure what to do with all of it. And I was just wondering this for you as well. Like, take a minute, think back just five weeks ago. Like, Think about where you were five weeks ago and what you were seeing in front of you. You know, five weeks ago, uh, some of you were probably excited about like March Madness and like that's gone away. Um, five weeks ago, you could have walked into a store and I don't know, gone down the aisle and just like bought toilet paper if you wanted. Like that was a thing five weeks ago, you could do that. And now it's like things just continue to change in all of this. You know, five weeks ago, I looked this up, there was one case of the coronavirus, one known case of the coronavirus in Pima County. Um, in New York, there were, uh, New York City, there was only 25 cases. And when I looked at it this morning, it's, it's like almost approaching 100,000 cases. And it's like we're in this space where our entire world has changed. And so like, how has your world changed in just the last five weeks? Because you probably have found yourself in this strange space that's filled with unknowns, that's filled with some uncertainties, that's filled with some things that are scary. And there's so much of this that's like hard to know how to move forward. I was in a Zoom meeting uh, this past, past week. In fact, I've been in a lot of Zoom meetings. I didn't know what a Zoom meeting was five weeks ago, but suddenly I'm in tons of them. And there was one in particular where 
I was uh, in a Zoom meeting with a group of probably 40, I don't know, maybe 50 pastors from all over the state of Arizona and just grappling with everything that's going on. And the subject came up about Easter because Easter was coming up and, and you could tell so many of them were lamenting that as we're coming to Easter that like um, all the plans that people had been putting together, that, chur that churches were putting together, like couldn't happen and there was this lamenting and even making plans for like maybe there's something big that they could do in August or something for Easter and part of the lament was it's like there's this kind of tragedy that in the middle of this pandemic of all the times it would land right over the top of Easter and it struck me a little funny just listening to it all and then I found myself in another meeting with a number of our staff and pastors and, and just examining like how would we shift and what would we do to make Easter happen. And there was like this totally different approach and mindset that came to it that just like in a way it lifted me up. It kind of inspired me for what today is really all about. And instead of lamenting this idea that that Easter landed in the middle of a pandemic that has thwarted our plans and the beautiful things that we would plan. It was a mindset that looked at this and said, in the middle of a world that is hurting, in the middle of a whole world, sitting in this unknown space, there couldn't be anything more beautiful than the picture of Easter that could anchor people in this world in the midst of a pandemic. And that all of a sudden, it became this very different kind of mindset in this. And so thinking about Easter in all of this, I think the thing that I would want you to know and as we look at this, you know the message of Easter? Like it could not be more timely than for a time such as this. Like, it is the message that we need most. And so I want to just like talk a little bit through that, the message and the story of Easter. You know, of course, it kind of starts off with this idea of Palm Sunday. And, and you know, when you read about Palm Sunday in the Bible, people are excited and there's all this enthusiasm and his followers are there. The disciples know that something big is going to happen. But of course, as that week unwinds, you get to Good Friday. And by the time you get to Good Friday, Jesus has been arrested. By the time you get to Good Friday, he has been arrested, he has been convicted, he has been mocked, he has been beaten. And he's crucified. And he dies on this cross. And you can just feel like that storm front that just comes in and all of his followers, like this is not the thing that they thought was gonna happen. And Friday is this uh, like dark moment. Um, I, I want to read to you a passage that describes how Friday ends in this. And this is out of the Gospel of uh, Matthew. And this comes to the very end. Jesus has died. They've taken his body off of the cross. And there's a man by the name of Joseph of Arimathea uh, who's going to take his body. And it says this, Joseph took the body wrapped it in clean linen cloth and placed it in his own new tomb that he had cut from the rock. He rolled a big stone in front of the entrance of the tomb and went away. And catch this, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were sitting there opposite the tomb. And that's how Friday ends. 
Like Jesus dies. And Friday ends with these two ladies that loved and adored Jesus. They had followed him. And he is put in a tomb. And the stone is rolled in front of it. And you can just kind of picture their dismay as they sit there across from the entrance to that tomb. And that's how Friday ends. And you know, there's something about us in our modern world that when we think of the Easter story and we look at Good Friday and we celebrate that Jesus was willing to make this sacrifice, but there's a part of us that always wants to jump to Sunday, isn't there? Like, we just want to get to the resurrection. Like, we, like we want to get to Sunday. And no one ever talks about Saturday much. But you know, the reality is Mary Magdalene and Mary and Peter and the other disciples and all of these other followers, Friday ends and they wake up Saturday morning and the stone is still in front of the tomb. They wake up Saturday morning and there's no resurrection. They, they are in this strange place. And I just, I think about that. I think about the disciples. You know, three years earlier, uh, Jesus challenged them to follow him. Three years earlier, he said, follow me. And they stepped up and they did. And for three years, um, they faced mobs. They weathered incredible storms. Uh, they endured hunger and ridicule and difficult times. But for three years, through each of those things, there was something that they had. They had Jesus, like, like they had Jesus. And they built a life around that. Do you think about that? For three years, like they'd given up their careers, they'd given up their plans, and for three years, they built this kind of magnificent life of every morning, we get up and we just follow Jesus. Good Friday hits. And the life that they built for three years is gone. Like a storm front that just rolled through and changed the entire environment. And I'm just wondering if there are some of you that are watching this right now. And somewhere in the last five weeks, a storm front rolled through. And the life that you built the future that you saw, it's like you don't know where it's going. I know some of you, you walked in and you had a job one day and the next day you didn't. Some of you, maybe you've struggled uh, in your marriage and, and not too long ago uh, you struggled through a divorce. And now you're sitting here and, and it's like something about just coming off of the divorce and now being in this place of social isolating, it's like, it's like more isolating than you've ever experienced in your life. You may even be thinking, you know, even given some of the struggles we had in our marriage, I know we would have navigated this and even though there would have been struggles and we would have been on each other's nerves, like we would have had each other to go through this with. And you don't even have that now. And other others of you, I'm sure that like it's the opposite. Like um, suddenly, like you've got 
adult kids that had to move back into the house and houses full and and instead of people uh, going their uh, own way to school or work every day everyone is doing school and work from home and maybe at first it was like kind of like this is kind of fun and we're here and together and we're, and you know my spouse is with me and now your spouse is with you and like you're getting on each other's nerves and it's and it's like i've you've never navigated anything like this in your life cuz you're in that space that's after friday and that space after friday is such a weird space right sunday's not here yet and yet you're in that space of the unknown and what's happened. And you know, as I processed this a little this week, one of the things that hit me about this is, uh, why didn't Jesus just come back on Saturday, right? Like, like I think he could have if he wanted. Like, he's God. And, and there's a part of me that just thinks that would have been such a great idea. I think about those two ladies sitting across from that tomb, and I think about the heartache. I think about the doubt that they that must have gone through their minds. You read stories of some of the disciples and they had to have lost hope. Some of them, it's like they just drift back into some life and semblance of what they had before. Like, cause like hope is gone. And if Jesus would have come on Saturday, like they wouldn't have had to have gone through all of that. Here's what I think having processed this, and, and I think living in this space these last four or five weeks, it makes me think about the Easter story in a whole new way. I wonder if it has you thinking about the Easter story in a whole new way. Because I think about that space between Friday and Saturday, and you know, there's something about that that I think when Jesus waited till Sunday, I think, I think it's because he had more in mind than just uh, Mary Magdalene and Mary and the disciples and his followers. I think he had you in mind. And I think he had me in mind. I think he had a world of people that he knew were going to come after Mary and Peter and all the other disciples. He knew that there was going to be a world of people that were going to follow and they too would find themselves stuck in a Saturday, in a world that got turned upside down. And because he could wait till Sunday and show that there was resurrection for everyone that was stuck in that first Saturday, you know what that means? That if you or me, if we find ourselves on the other side of Friday, stuck in a Saturday where the world has come apart and we've lost our bearings, that the resurrection of Jesus Christ is for us too. Like the thing that all of us need to know most is that the resurrection is coming, that Sunday is coming and it's coming for you and it's coming for me. The Easter story is like this beautiful reminder that the story isn't over in your life. That just because of what's happened in the world right now, there's still something beautiful for you that is, that is coming. There is something beautiful this, for this world that already came that first Easter. And it is that Jesus came and he rose from the dead, right? In fact, I want to read to you another uh, passage um, 
because we get past Saturday. Um, and again, this is found in Matthew uh, chapter, uh, I'm going to look at the beginning of chapter 28. And this is where Sunday begins to unfold. It says this, after the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, this is Sunday. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb, right? Because they've got like, what else are they going to do? And so they go back to the tomb in that place. And when they do, like, this is when the story becomes magnificent. This is when the story begins to unfold. There's this angel that comes and appears to them. And I want, I want you to catch what this angel says. And it says this, you drop down a few verses. It says, the angel said to the women, do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. And here it is. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, he has risen from the dead and he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. And so uh, like that's exactly what they do. And there's this beautiful call to this. Um, I love that he doesn't just say, uh, you know, Jesus is, you're, gonna, you're going to get to see Jesus because you're the one that came in and was looking for him. He actually says, you know, there are those other disciples, those other followers, and they've lost hope. They're struggling. They're scattered all over the place. You go and find them, and you tell them, too, that Jesus has risen from the dead. And it is this beautiful picture of resurrection for everyone in this. It is resurrection for those of you that find yourself stuck in just a kind of loneliness that wants to overwhelm you. It is resurrection for those of you who have struggled with a spiritual journey your whole lives, and maybe now you just feel like more than ever, like, like a spiritual life is not something for you. It is resurrection for those of you that have lost hope, because hope can be resurrected in all of this. So if you find yourself stuck in that place of uncertainty, like the thing that we want you to know, and like I, and it is the reason we're in this home, the thing that we would want you to know this Easter, especially given what is happening in our world, it is, and can I tell you this? Like, it is the reason I watched a number of people throw equipment in the back of trucks. Why there was a meeting at like 15, 10 minutes to go and the power goes out and everything just says, this doesn't work. Like there was this spirit that came that was just like, there is not going to be anything that is going to keep us from telling people and letting you know that the resurrection of Jesus Christ is coming and has come, and his resurrection is for you. It is why we're here in a living room with things strewn all over the place. It is for you, friends, and for those of you who need it the most. And so I want to just speak to like two groups of people here just quickly. First, it's to this group. Some of you, it's like you don't know that Sunday is coming, 
There's never been that moment where you have actually trusted your life in this beautiful, unique way. You know, the earliest followers of Jesus Christ, when you read through the New Testament, they never looked at the resurrection of Jesus Christ as like a proof text of his power. They never looked at it as just being, wow, Jesus did this amazing thing, overcoming death so that he could prove how powerful he was. I want you to get this. Those earliest followers of Jesus looked at the resurrection of Jesus Christ as something that was for them. They looked at it and understood that when Jesus rose from the dead, he was inviting them to experience resurrection in their own lives. That is is what lit them up. And if you have never trusted your life to Christ, the resurrection is for you. It is not just some fancy parlor trick that Jesus did. It's not something that he did to just prove that he was God or to prove how powerful he was. He did it because he knows that all of us get stuck in Saturdays and we need Sunday. We need that resurrection. So I'm gonna just do something real quickly here. If you've never trusted Christ to resurrect your spiritual life, to find hope and salvation and relationship for all eternity with Jesus. I wanna invite you to do that right now. And I'm not using magic words, I'm just gonna pray through the simplest prayer right now of inviting Jesus and his resurrection into your heart and your life. So if you wanna do that right now, I'm just, I'm gonna ask you just, You can bow your heads, you can close your eyes, you can leave your eyes open, but just pray this prayer with me right now. Jesus, I just come before you right now and I want to experience your resurrection in my life. I want to become your follower and I want to experience a relationship with you for all eternity as one who will come to know you more and more. Amen. And you know, um, those of you who prayed that prayer with me for the first time, that's, it's a beginning. You've just anchored your spirit and your heart and your soul to something that is absolutely magnificent, that anchors your soul to something that will carry you forward in ways you've never expected. But there's a second group that I want to talk to um, here for just a moment. And that's, a, and that's those of you who maybe, maybe at some point in your life, you became a follower of Christ. You prayed some prayer like that that was similar or you trusted Christ with your life. But you sit here this morning in the midst of this weird space that we're in. And there's something about the pain or the struggle of all of this. And it's like you forgot that resurrection is coming. And what I want to challenge you with is use this morning, use Easter in the midst of this pandemic to actually anchor your heart and your soul back to that beautiful thing that will carry you forward out of the Saturday that you're in and back into a Sunday. Um, maybe take some time this afternoon and pray about it or do something uh, with it. Um, and I want to do something else. I want to invite you to, uh, uh, to be a part of a conversation. If you're struggling to find hope, 
Um, I want to just do something really unique. This Tuesday evening sometime, I'm going to sit down with a good friend of mine who is a person that I trust immensely in moments where I struggle to lose hope. Um, her name's Annette. Uh, she's a fantastic counselor. And her and I are just going to have this conversation that is simply about this. Um, loneliness, depression, and finding hope. And we're just going to have a live discussion. And um, if you want to find out about how to be a part of that, just go to our website. We'll put some information up there for the exact time and how uh, to join that and be a part of that. And I want to just invite you to be a part of that as well. And those of you that maybe prayed that prayer with me a little while ago, if you would like to have a moment to just ask some questions about that. Maybe you didn't pray that prayer with me, but you're like, man, I don't know if I've done that. And I'd like to know more about that, understand that. Uh, we're actually going to go live again right after this service. And um, we're going to text. Uh, and, and if you want to be a part of that, in fact, if you want to just hand that to me, you can just do that right now. Because we're improvising right now. I'm going to hold this. You can text Easter to that number right there. And I'm just going to hold this for a moment because I've never done this before. This way, right here, down. Just in front of the mic. Okay, right there. And um, what I'm going to do is uh, just, again, ha we're just going to go live and I'm going to invite some of our pastors. I think uh, Seth uh, Crimea Kelly is going to be there, and I'd love to just share a few things with the, with those of you who made that decision or have questions uh, about it. Um, and of course, um, we're going to have the uh, food drive uh, that's coming up. I want to invite you to be a part of that. Um, but let me just say th this. Um, resurrection is for you. So in all my years of ministry, I have never experienced an Easter as beautiful or as wonderful as this.